you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. Buddy. Welcome to service on this kind of overcast but sunny and yet humid Sunday morning. Must be August. A um, couple of quick announcements today. Uh, we've got music in the square this afternoon. Um, I think Al Crawford is playing. It's a free event. Bring your chairs, go down to the square. It's in the amphitheater. Um, and you never know, Neptune Scoops may show up with their new ice cream trolley. And you could have a, a sweet, cool treat too. I'm always going to plug them. Um, also, summer worship this um so far, please note the church office will be closed August 8th to the 19th while Laura is on vacation. During the month of August, we will be using services purchased from the United Church of Canada. With the leadership of members of the worship and music team, these services will be shown in the sanctuary. That's why we're here. Um, if you need pastoral care, uh, please contact Mark Laird from the Drayton United Church, and his phone number is on the announcement sheets. Um, or Jen Brown from the Clifford Osfeld Pastoral Charge, and her number is also on the announcement sheets. So thank you to everybody and welcome that came this morning and to everybody worshiping at home and on over the internet and around the world. Good morning and thank you for joining us. Um, this service and past services can be viewed on our YouTube channel and copies of the sermon are available on our website. Um, one more quick announcement uh, for those that may not know, Sally was in a, I think a bike accident. Um, she's okay, she's not in hospital and she's at home recovering and she's doing very well. Um, Sally Corman, but she's okay. So lots of prayers and speedy wishes for a safe and quick recovery for Sally and for Kathy too, because I imagine Kathy's taking care of her. So <laughs> thank you for that. Um, moving on. We recognize that we are on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabawaki First Nations and the Métis people, and that we are all people of Treaty 45 and a half. May we continue to work to be in right relations with our indigenous neighbors and speak up and speak out against systemic racism and colonialism. Jesus Christ, light of the world, be with us in this place. Amen. And now if you can join me for our call to worship. Your faithfulness, O Holy One, is higher than the sky. Humankind shelters in the shadow of your wings. 
Your goodness is as strong as mountains. We eat and drink from your bounty. Your undying love is a spring of life. Our eyes are bright because you are the light. And our opening prayer. God of giving and discerning, we thank you for all the prophets and messengers you have sent to bring us your assurance and comfort. We come to worship not to see and hear, but to be seen and heard, not to help ourselves, but to seek your help and be helpful in our turn. When our hearts are abandoned, fill us with your light. When our lives feel barren, send your delight to urge us forward. When we cannot see a future, send your encouragement to keep us working for the present. Amen. And if you'd care to join me for our first hymn, More Voices, number eight, and On This Path. come up for our Minute for Mission and our scripture reading. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, the Minute for Mission or our Stories of Our Faith is podcast invites children to engage in deep spiritual questions. One stellar lineup of exciting projects to receive funding. Are you a parent or grandparent with children home for summer vacation? I think that means almost all of us here, most of you watching at home, I'd imagine, looking for a healthy, screen-free, and imaginative ways to engage them and nurture their spirit in, at the same time? The Scribbler's Story, a new Christian children's podcast, just might be the answer. The podcast takes a creative approach to encourage children to explore their imagination and faith without using screens. Described as Narnia with kid actors and a soundtrack, the adventurous storyline released in 15-minute episodes every Monday throughout the summer takes children on a purposeful and fun journey to engage with deep spiritual questions. Especially over the past few years, children have been spending more time on screens. Podcasts and audiobooks inspire the use of imagination and creativity in children and are more portable than TV shows and movies. 
Perfect for bedtime or those long car rides, says Amy Van Westham, the show's executive producer. Not only are the podcasts convenient, portable, and allow listeners to relax or multitask while tuning in on their own time, there are also blossoming young actors like Paige, Isaac, and Jacob, pictured here on the slide. An opportunity to grow their faith and skills in a professional and exciting environment. Supported by the Vision Fund and embracing the Spirit Grants, the Scribbler story is one of a stellar lineup of exciting projects to receive funding. Both grant programs are designed to inspire innovation and are supported by generous gifts to the Mission and Service Fund. Best of all, the Scribbler story is free, a resource for children and families, and it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeart, and Buzzsprout, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Please share it widely with your communities and networks. And as always, thank you for supporting innovative missionary projects through the Mission and Service Fund. Thank you. And our reading is John 2, 1, 2 verses 1 to 11 from the New Revised Standard Version Updated Edition. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to me and to you? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the person in charge of the banquet. So they took it. When the person in charge tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it had came, came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the person called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The word of the Lord. Amen.
I just love watching him and listening. He's so talented. Um, Cecil will be 95 this month. Um, and I think we should probably sing him happy birthday, too. I don't know the exact date, but we'll, we'll sing it now and he'll see it. wonderful um, talent and he such a treasure that he will share with us um, and we have our recorded sermon today it's the Reverend Linda Hunter um, and she's discussing epiphany and the miracle of unconditional love Adam I'm gonna come down to watch this you want to give me a hand it's always so good to be with you in this way to come as we gather together for worship on a Sunday morning and also to spend time together cracking open the ancient text we call the Holy Bible and delving into some of the scripture passages there. This is the second Sunday of the Epiphany season. The Epiphany season is about revelation, the spreading of the light. Jesus has entered into his public ministry now and the scripture reading that is before us today is the wedding banquet at Cana. This is the first recorded miracle of Jesus's ministry. And if you read the gospel record, there are about 40 of them, but this is the first. And we only find it in the gospel of John. The other gospel writers uh, did not have access to it or did not think that the story had enough credence to put into their gospels. But John has it in his. And in that story that is in the gospel, we recognize that this is the last gospel to be written between 90 and 110 CE. So we can see as we read the gospel of John that the tracks are being laid down for the theology of the Christian church that was emerging in that first century Palestine. By this time, 110 CE, the Christian movement had started to really move away from its Jewish beginnings and uh, was moving into that Christian movement. And we see in throughout the Gospel of John, uh, the theology that would become the pillars of who we are today as a Christian community. For example, in the gospel, there are all the I am statements, the seven I am statements. I am the bread of life. I am the good shepherd. Uh, and also in this gospel, we are seeing in this particular story, we are seeing the sense of the importance of Jesus's ministry, the changing the water into wine which is a foreshadowing of uh, the communion and the Passover feast that they would celebrate together and which wine was at the center of it. And we have this sense of there being at the wedding banquet, the messianic banquet that um, they would have 
been thinking about, which is all those who believed in Jesus as the Messiah would go to heaven and sit at this banquet reserved for them and especially for the martyrs. So the story goes that Jesus and a few of his disciples and his mother Mary are making their way to this banquet, this wedding, which is in Cana, which is probably about five to six miles north of Nazareth. They make their way there. It's probably a relative. And especially because Mary's so concerned about the wine and the fact that halfway through the banquet, the wine runs dry. There's no more left. And so she comes to Jesus and he's not all that kind to her. He's a bit curt to her. And, but eventually he gets around to turning the water into wine. And then I really appreciate this part of the story where uh, someone comes to him and says, uh, wow, this wine is the best wine. Usually the best wine wine is served first because halfway through the banquet, people are too drunk to appreciate if you bring out cheaper wine. Ah, so very human. And it puts you right in the midst of the story, doesn't it? It certainly does me for sure. Um, but what are the things that we might take from this wedding banquet that we might live in our real time now? I think too often we sort of focus on the water into wine part or in the wine, on the wine and not so much on the winemaker. Jesus was the one who did this miracle. And um, this is a significant moment in his life when there's a declaration that's being made that his ministry is different, that there's something tremendously unique about this fellow named Jesus. And of course, that's borne out in the following years that he lived out his ministry. And what was unique about Jesus's ministry? Well, there are many things. Many of us would say different things. But I would say it was unconditional love. That self-emptying of himself for others. I'm not so much intrigued by the miracles as I am by the way that he loved unconditionally. I remember the story of the woman who was trying to get at Jesus because she'd heard that he was a healer. She touched his robe and she was healed. Jesus gave of himself all the time in every way that he possibly could. That's a template for us. That's a template for how we are called by God, even as he called his son Jesus to live that way, that we are called to live that way as well. And in our world, that's not always an easy thing for us to do. Because when we love unconditionally, we can be hurt. And so we become suspicious, jaded. We become, well, kind of crusted, crusted over. But Jesus reminds us that we are called to self-emptying love, to offer to the world a vision of the kind of love that Jesus had for the world. This is part of that 
spreading of the light. Because there are many dark corners in our world. When I recognize how many trillions of dollars are spent every year on armaments in this world, I run to love because I believe that that's the only thing that will save our planet. So I invite you to go forth and love in whatever way it is possible for you in your circle, using Jesus as your light and your guide. And I'd like to offer you a closing quote from that world-famous person, Oprah Winfrey, who offers to us these words. When you make loving others the story of your life, there's never a final chapter because the legacy continues. You lend your light to one person and he or she shines it on another and another and another. And I know for sure that in the final analysis of our lives, when the to-do lists are no more, when the frenzy is finished, when our email inboxes are empty, the only thing that will have any lasting value is whether we've loved others and whether they've loved us. That is the way of transformation in the world. Oprah Winfrey tells you that. But more importantly, so does Jesus. Amen. What a beautiful message about being the light in the world and sharing our light and emptying ourselves. It reminds me of uh, a story, I think we've had it here at church, and um, I don't know if your girls heard this story at, at kindergarten, Nate, I know Claire heard it too, about the bucket on your head. And when, you, when your bucket overflows, it's because you're emptying it for others. And by acts of giving, your bucket is filled. And when your idea is that you want your bucket to overflow. But when you, you're, you're mean or you're rude, you empty somebody else's bucket. And you don't want anybody else to have an empty bucket. So you keep giving from yours. And by giving, your bucket ends up being filled too. I love that. We use that analogy till Claire was like eight. I'm like, listen, sister, you're emptying my bucket right now. <laughs> and then she got about the same height as me, and it wasn't as effective. Um, anyways, that's one of my favorite. That's a lovely message. Thank you to uh, the Reverend Linda Hunter from Alberta for uh, her wisdom and her words today. Um, I'm glad I chose that one. So we have our next hymn. It's Voices United, number 227, For the Fruit of All Creation.
I'm so glad you guys know when to stand and sit, so I don't have to remember to tell you when to stand and sit. You'd probably end up standing the whole time. And now our prayers of the people. God of grace, we know that you are the source of all good things. Joining us in all of our rejoicing and that in our suffering, you are nearer to us than we can imagine. Holding us with a love that will not let us go. Today, we bring before you our celebrations and our concerns, trusting that as our prayers arise, your joy, mercy, comfort, and endurance will be poured out on us and on all those who in our hearts are known to you alone, in places of illness and injury, in places of abuse and victimization, in places of oppression and captivity, in places of hunger and homelessness, in places of exploitation and slavery, in places of war and the struggle for justice and peace, in places of pollution and destruction of our wonderful, beautiful natural habitat, in places of uncertainty and rapid change. As with all things, named and unnamed, we trust in your goodness and in wisdom and rest easy in your arms of unconditional compassion. And gathering all of our prayers into one, we pray in Jesus' name, saying together, each in the language of our hearts, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And I don't know if there's anything in the offering plate, but it could be brought forward if you'd like. And we have our offering prayer. We share our gifts of friendship, talents, and love every day with our family, friends, and community. Today, we also share our gifts with our church so that we can continue to be a welcoming space of love and acceptance of hope and light. Holy Creator, bless these gifts of time, talent, and treasure. Thank you. In your name, amen. And we have our final hymn. It's a short service today. I need some ice on my knee. <laughs> More Voices 142, A Song Must Rise, verses 1 and 2.
like that one, that's why I chose it. You get to do that when you're up here. And just before I say the blessing, I'd like to thank Bill and Larry and Nate for their wonderful help and expertise with the camera and the audio and the PowerPoint. And thank you for Adam for every tech thing you did there. Um, so it all goes smoothly today. Thank you to all of you that came to uh, in person to worship. And thank you to all of you that joined us from around the world and on YouTube. And thank you to Yuki for your talent and your music today. It went pretty smooth, I think. The God of love calls us to love others in both word and deed. May we spread God's love to all we meet. May the God of peace offer us renewal and refreshment. May we, in turn, bring new life in times of need to others. The God of hope calls us to live transformed lives. May we become beacons of hope to suffering eyes. Go in love, go in peace and go in hope. Amen. Thank you.